you for tuning in. Please like, turn on notifications, subscribe, or share. Want to be a guest? Email podcast at tricountyareachamber.com. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Chamber Chat Live. You will see up on our screen our two. 2021 Mission and Vision Partners, what we are calling our MVPs. Uh, they are up on the beginning of every show. They are special companies to us. Uh, many of them have been special to us for a number of years, and they are helping us really get through the next six months and put together the programming that will help our members and help our local businesses as we uh, come out of uh, the pandemic and we've got a lot of growing and supporting to do and with these 16 companies we will be able to do that. And I want to, uh, from my president's desk message today, I actually want to talk about those 16 companies. Uh, quite a few of them, actually the majority of them are represented by the Chamber's Board of Directors and I just want to take a moment today to thank that group of people. The last year has been difficult for everyone and the chamber is included in that. Uh, we've had some adjustments that we have had to make and this group, uh, the board of directors has been very supportive of myself and the staff during this last year. And I just want to take that time to thank them for helping us get through, talking through situations, uh, helping us make decisions on behalf of the organization and without their support, their commitment to this organization, we wouldn't be where we are today. So uh, that includes financially as MVPs, they have all stepped up and are really, again, supporting this organization however they can. Uh, they've been very positive about what we've put in place and they continue to try and find new ways to help us and help all of you. So again, just a huge thank you out to all of them and it leads me right into our guest today. Uh, we actually have a former board member. She is currently a board emeritus, a uh, member of our board of directors. Her company is also on that MVP list. Uh, so, and she is a friend uh, of mine. So I am happy to welcome Therese Brittingham from Keller Williams Realty Group to our show today. Hello, friend. <laughs> Hello, friend. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I don't remember where my head is. I keep going off. <laughs> I do it all the time. <laughs> so don't feel bad. Okay. So welcome to Chamber Chat Live. Happy to have you here today. Uh, I know we've been sharing and I'm sure uh, Danielle had shared with you what we've been trying to do over the last month is focus on women-owned businesses uh, as part of Women's History Month. So uh, in addition to representing that, Danielle and I have been co-hosting instead of our normal uh, host, Bill Vitiello from the Victory Bank, who does a fantastic job for us. Uh, we have big shoes to fill. Uh, but Danielle and I have been uh, holding down the fort for the last month. Uh, and I think we're doing pretty good. <laughs> I think so. I'm sure you yeah. guys are doing fantastic. Yeah. I think we're doing good. So, uh, but happy you could join us today. Uh, we, you know, are happy to use this opportunity and this format uh, as a way for our listeners and the community because this uh, does go out to multiple other outlets. Uh, thank you to Drew Griffin from Delicious Marketing for his help uh, in distributing this. 
but we just like it to like to use it as an opportunity to tell the stories of our members. So let's start with a little bit about Therese. <laughs> okay. Do you want me to just take it from there? <laughs> you can. I'll feed you some questions as we go through, but the basics we will kick us off. Sounds good. So I'm Therese Brittingham. I am the broker owner of Keller Williams Realty Group, which is a uh, residential and commercial real estate firm here in, we're in Collegeville. We just moved. So we were uh, based out of Limerick. Uh, we have an office in Quakertown. We cover Berks, Montgomery, Chester, Bucks, and Philadelphia counties. Uh, we're the number one uh, market shareholder in the area. We have 200, um, about 35 agents right now uh, growing, hopefully to hit 300 by the end of the year. Um, I like to say that we are an education-based company uh, disguised as a real estate company because we like to make sure our agents are really well-trained. So we have about 30 plus training events on our calendar every month, which I think makes us stand out a little bit from most of our competitors in that regard. Um, we're trying to pivot through all this craziness with COVID, uh, which has been quite interesting. Uh, and we're having lots of fun with that and just trying to find new ways to do uh, business and, and keep people focused. You know, that's been the hardest thing I think lately is just learning to do things a little bit differently and making sure that we're really being respectful of people's thoughts and opinions. Cause I know they're so diverse right now. Um, so we're teaching the agents how to deal with that. And, um, and to do things virtually. So it's been, it's been interesting. It's been an interesting time. That's, I've, I've worked with you obviously for a number of years and I mentioned uh, as we started, you're a former board member for the chamber and uh, have always been a huge supporter of us. Uh, but you know, you and I have had uh, some conversations but I'm honestly not sure if I know the answer to this question. There are plenty of, let's say names uh, out there for real estate companies, why Keller Williams? Uh, you know, well, first of all, we are the lead market shareholder. And there was a really interesting statistic that just came out. We had our convention uh, virtually, which was a bummer because we enjoy all getting together. Uh, but one of the really neat statistics was they interviewed Bright MLS, which is our, um, our multiple listing service that covers this entire area, um, uh, four states. And uh, what they found was that Keller Williams um, showings, agents, listings get 44% more showings than all other listings out there. Um, and what was interesting is they were like, well, that's weird. Let's figure out why that is. Is it because the houses are sitting on the market longer, which would seem like a good explanation, uh, but it wasn't. The houses are selling for two days faster. So not only are we getting 44% more showings, we're selling two days faster, which is giving our sellers a better opportunity uh, to get the best offer possible. So we're bringing them lots of great choices um, and we're getting them the top dollar for their houses. So I think that's one thing that really um, sets us apart. Uh, I've been in the business for 30 years. I am a hands-on broker. I have my own team that does a lot of business. We closed uh, over 200 deals last year. Uh, we have four or five teams in the office that are doing about that same volume. So we have a lot of great experience here. And I think the agents um, learn by watching. Uh, so we're all, our doors open, as you can hear in the background, my doors open. I always have it so they can hear what I'm doing and learn from it. Um, Cause I think that's, that's how I learn anyway. So I figure that's how a lot of people like to learn or maybe I'm just weird, <laughs> but uh, no, but I, I do, uh, I do feel very, uh, we're always available. And I think that really sets us apart. If the agents need something, we're a phone call away. Um, it's just simple. And uh, we have a great support staff here. Our team, you've met our team. They're just amazing. So I'm very lucky. So I know, and you mentioned it briefly there, the conference. So, you know, I think 
I'm going to ask you a little bit about the family business from your own personal perspective, but, um, you know, can you talk a little bit about the culture that Keller Williams creates for, you know, someone like you as an owner, but then that you can pass along, like you just mentioned to your agents? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a, a lot of real estate companies out there and there is one, it's not a one size fits all. You know, I feel like we are, we've grown to such a big number because of our culture. We know all of our agents, we know them really, really well. I can just tell by looking in their eyeballs if something's not right. Um, I don't know that there's many brokers out there that have that ability to interact with 260 people and know them at that intimate level. Um, our, our, our value system is God, family, then business. One of the things that um, I had to learn, you know, along the way I had, a, you know, you know, my story. Um, I had to make some changes in my life because I was so focused on the wrong goal in life and forgot that family needs to come before business. Right. Um, and faith before that. So I think that's uh, that's something that sets us apart, too, is trying to teach people that there is no such thing as work life balance. That's just a myth. Um, but there is work life counterbalance. So trying to figure out how do you how do you play with that and how do you figure out what the best way for you is um, so that you're taking care of all those needs. And I think that's that's where people get burnout or they're not as successful as they could be in any one of those three categories, whether it's faith, family or, or business, because you can't you can't have one without the other. Right. So and you have to remember that business is only to fund the other two. Right. Business funds your family and your faith and your whatever it is you believe in, um, you have to have a, a really well-rounded thought process there. And sometimes you have to work a little bit harder to make that happen. So you just have to figure out where's that good counterbalance so that everybody's needs are being taken care of. That's great. And I, I know you personally, so I, I know you are not just talking. Those are all things that you truly, truly believe in. Thanks, so Claudia. I want to, kind of talk about the family aspect. Uh, you know, we have plenty of family businesses that are part of the membership. Uh, and I know that carries through with you. So uh, can you talk a little bit about, you know, how real estate has moved within your family? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, so my mother um, was one of the, she's got her real estate license early on uh, when I was just young. I was, I, was, I, I probably was maybe 12, I guess, 10, 12, somewhere in there. Um, and she got her real estate license and her and her partner became uh, one of the first women owned real estate companies. So I was around real estate a lot. Um, I got my degree in physical therapy from Temple, um, started dabbling around in that, worked for Dr. Makewitz uh, years ago in the aquatic therapy program. So I was seeing 80 patients a day um, and I'm pretty personable. I like to talk to people and find out what they're doing. And it was funny, real estate always came up. So I don't know if it was me directing it that way or if people just talk about real estate all the time. Um, so I was giving her lots of leads and she's like, you know, why don't you get your license and just, you know, do it on the weekends. I don't want you getting into it. It's a tough business, lots of hours, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I said, you know what? Why not? So I did. I got my license and I took my first client out on a weekend right after I got my license and found them a house that day. Oh and I was gosh. like, this is so <laughs> cool. I like I loved it because I listened to what they wanted. I found what they wanted. We put an offer in on it. They got it. It was like $18,000. It was like, <laughs> it was way back when, um, but I was so excited. I was like, this is so cool. I helped them find what they wanted for their family. Um, and I, I just, I fell in love. I fell in love with it. I left uh, physical therapy not long after that um, and just really jumped right into real estate. I, I think it was my true calling and passion because I was very, very successful at it 
but it never felt like a job and it still doesn't. It still does not feel like a job to me. It's uh, an adventure and it's fun every single day. So my mom, so yeah, so that's kind of how I got into it. <laughs> <laughs> and it has passed to the next generation, correct? It has, it has. So the <laughs> funny thing is I always say my mom, she owned an ERA franchise. She was my hardest recruit ever. Like I was recruiting her for years. So I'm like, mom, come on, this is not good. <laughs> you need to come work with me. So she is here now. And my son, uh, Daniel, is on my team. Uh, so he's working with me. Uh, my sister is obviously one of our larger teams here at the office. And uh, my nephew, Brett, is taking care of our um, our technology. Uh, so it's been it's been really great first of all, being around family, uh, getting to know them on a different level. And, you know, I see a lot of families that kind of, you know, it's so busy, you don't get a chance to see everybody. I don't have that. I, I get to see my family a lot. And it's, I don't know, they're just part of the inner workings of the office and they have the same values and, and thoughts. So it all works out really, really well. And I think Brett took the uh, leadership course. He uh, did. Yeah, at the chamber. And he did, I'll tell you, He's a rock star. He did so well with that. Um, his leadership skills really grew and and he's just he came out of that program so much more mature um, and, and a grown up. I don't know how else to explain it, except that he just really grew in that program. So I want to thank you for that. Well, no, we thank you for your support of it. You know, we do get very positive feedback from the program. So, uh, you know, I'm glad that that continues and that he didn't have a, an experience that we didn't or wouldn't expect him to have. Uh, but you've mentioned Brett, which is kind of a good lead in. I'm, I'm sure he's only one piece of the puzzle, but uh, technology has become a huge part of what you specifically in your offices uh, do with your clients, with the community. So can you talk a little bit about how you've kind of taken that technology piece, you know, and really put yourself out there? Yeah. Um, I, you know, for me, I always, I, it's this weird, I feel like I was born in this weird period of time, you know, like I went through high school and we were still doing typing and faxing and, you know, all that stuff. Um, and then in college, it com computers started to come you know, they were there and databases and all that, but I wasn't really taking any of those courses. So I didn't really learn any of that. Then I went into my other career and I wasn't using it much. And then I came out into real estate and it started to really, technology really started to grow. And then I feel like it, It I was like, yeah, I can still do things my old way. I had my little index cards and all that. <laughs> um, so I was, I kicked and screamed all the way into technology and I had to because I had to not jump in because our business does require that we really just have systems and tools for communication, especially with past customers and clients and our current consumers, making sure that they're involved in the transaction. And then just even lead generation these days, like it's so hard to generate leads because there's so many people, right? There's a, so many realtors, almost everybody has their real estate license. So what makes you stand out? And it really is having the, um, the video, uh, being on, on all of the different platforms and making sure that you're feeding into them on a daily basis and content, you know, always having fresh content to speak of um, across all different um, facets, because I don't just talk real estate. I don't know right. if you've watched any of mine, but I yeah. you know, I do like just little motivational things or we talk about the little the restaurants in the area that were struggling from COVID, um, different charity events that we can do. Pretty much, really, I always look at it as, how can we feed back into the community that supported us? And technology gives us a really great platform to reach lots of them. 
Uh, Keller Williams is a leader in, in technology. Our company made a, a bold choice years ago to just spend and invest a lot of money internationally um, into technology to make sure that we could compete with Zillow. Um, and we've, we saw Zillow coming from a mile away a lot of our competitors did not. They they buried them their he head in the sand. They didn't feel that it was valid or a real worry or a concern. And here we are, and Zillow's our competitor. Zillow is now a real estate broker, and we fed them our data. Uh, you know, so that was a really crazy thing that happened in our industry. You know, we just opened up the doors, and it's like, here you go, have everything you need. <laughs> you know, and they were, and you know, Zillow has very deep pockets, um, and they're going to be able to follow up with our customers and clients um, somewhat better than we could possibly. So that's why we jumped in so early to make sure that we stayed ahead of that game and also to protect and lock down our data. Our competitors are still investing in Zillow, uh, using them for lead generation. The problem with that is all those leads go through the system and now they're not owned by you anymore and you're giving it out. So I think that's one of the things that uh, is really important for agents out there, whether you're with us, you're not with us, you've got to start locking down your data. You need to stay in touch with your customers. You need to have a really great real estate app and you have to have an awesome website. Um, and on top of that, you've got to get comfortable in video. You've just don't even worry about it. I, I was teaching a class and someone said to me up at, up at uh, the Reading um, Board of Realtors and someone was like, I don't like the way I look or sound on video. And I was like, well, you need to get over that because that's how you look and sound in, in real life. <laughs> so you know, it's, it is the same. Uh, so just deal with it and move on and just talk. I mean, I think a lot of people too get analysis paralysis when they have to get in front of a camera or a video and they start to overthink it. Don't, I don't even think about what I'm going to talk about. I literally pull out, I have a book here on my desk that's all the, for the motivational ones. And it's just a book that has all these different topics. And I just open it up and I go to the next one and I just talk. Um, it seems more authentic and it's not, I don't know. I just feel like it's just, that's me, right? If I, if I mess up along the way, I do that in real life too. So it's okay. <laughs> well, and we go through that with this format, you know, we have plenty of people who are very concerned about doing this. And we, we explain, we've tried to do it, Danielle and I, but Bill is uh, obviously very good at it. You know, we explain to people, it's just a conversation. Yes, we're on camera, <laughs> you know, and people are watching us, but it is really just a conversation, uh, you know, and an opportunity for people to talk about themselves, which you, is a topic you should know. <laughs> you know I hope so. so. It should come, it should come pretty freely to you. So, well, you've talked a lot, uh, the technology piece and the way it gave you access to the community. I'm going to turn it over to Danielle, who's going to kind of lead into that community role that you specifically and your agents have played. Okay. Hello. Hi. So if I repeat anything or something that I missed when I cut out, just let me know. And if I cut out again, I mean, I'm counting on you. <laughs> Got Back it. Me I'm on it. But I should be okay. Um, so I just wanted to say before I ask um, my questions, you guys have such a strong um, branding identity and your marketing is so great. Um, and your video marketing that you had just touched on, it really stands out and I think does truly set you apart. Um, it just makes you, you know, seem very welcoming and friendly and it kind of highlights that atmosphere that you've created. So you guys definitely do an amazing job with your marketing. So great job. I Thank did want to ask, like Eileen said, um, if you could dive a little bit deeper into your community involvement, some local causes that you support, how Keller Williams does get so deeply involved with the community. 
Yeah, so we, we every year we do a um, day of community service out there um, in May. It's our co-founder's uh, birthday, Mo Anderson. Um, the first one of the first projects we did was Kencrest, which was so cool. Um, we got a chance to go in there and visit with them to see what they needed. They were working out of a warehouse. They're, they're government funded, um, obviously, so the budgets are not real great. And uh, these people were working in not great conditions. I mean, it was just, it was really crazy. It's a warehouse. It was gray and ugh. Um, so we went in and we were able to paint. Uh, we cleaned all their, their break room tables. We did some mulching and flowers. So when people, they came into the entrance, it was nice. Um, we went back and worked with their um, cerebral palsy unit and we helped them because uh, they make cards. Did you know this? That they melt mm -hmm. down, they make their own, they recycle their cards. And uh, we were able to work with them, which was really cool. And then of course we bought all their cards <laughs> and we still do. Uh, so that, that was a, that's a really great organization, but it was really neat to see them come back into the space after we had totally revamped it and made it uh, fun and colorful and easier for them to work in uh, to see the reactions. You know, that's we get so much more out of it, I think, than they do a lot of times just because it's such a feel good to be able to go out and do something for people that aren't expecting it. Um, and then Operation Backpack is another one of our favorites. Um, they're really great. I mean, these kids out there, if you're not familiar with Operation Backpack, uh, it's they bring food into the schools so that children who don't get a chance to eat when it's not a school program uh, have food. And uh, they've especially needed help this year. I mean, with the schools being virtual, um, getting these children food is, is really important. And it's something we don't think about a, a lot. You know, we go home, we have food in our pantry. We take it for granted. Um, so we have to make sure we're taking care of these uh, these these children and then we've done some community cleanup projects uh, we did the um, flowers up and down uh, Main Street at one point a uh, high street and we've done some of the community parks uh, we did the veterans uh, administration one year uh, that was really awesome went in there and we did crafts with the veterans so we got to do some hands-on so half the agents were inside doing crafts with them and then the other half was outside beautifying uh, the entrance and flowers and anything we could do to just make them feel good. And we're always looking every year we do this. So we're always looking for uh, a great cause and someone who needs our help. And we have a lot of people so we can make a huge impact in one day with 200 agents showing up to do something. So if you know anyone out there that could use our help, that would be really, really great. So that's part of the outreach we do. We also work with Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation. Um, we've been working with them pretty steadily since about 2004. Uh, we had a fleet Alex, the racehorse, who was very lucky to win two legs of the Triple Crown, um, which gave us a really great connection to the lemonade stand. And it also gave us the ability to financially help support them. Um, so that was really great. And we still do a golf outing. Um, we haven't done it the last two years just because of the situation. Um, but we've done one every year since then. And it's been a really great money maker for them. Um, and we go to their lemon ball and, you know, all that fun stuff with them. They bring as much awareness as we can uh, to Alex's Lemonade Stand. I mean, pediatric cancer touches so many people's lives. And uh, it's funny, even though it's been around for so long and people don't know, you know, sometimes, or I guess you get caught up in that. Could you even imagine that horrific thought of your child having cancer? You don't think about, you know, all the resources that are out there. But one of their special things I love to talk about is, well, two things, actually. One is they have a fun set up. Uh, for helping with the cost. Because sometimes these treatments, depending on the type of cancer, aren't local. So how do you get there? Both parents sometimes have to stop working, or at least one does, and then their finances are cut in half. And it's a very uh, financially um, 
demanding thing. So it's helping as much as they can. So that's a really neat, the travel fund. Um, and the other thing I think that they do that's really awesome is the sibling program. Uh, when, when a sibling has cancer, you know, all of the attention has to go to that child. Um, and it's and it's really hard on the other kids. Um, and the, the hardest part for the other kids is that they start to feel guilty because they're angry, they're not getting attention. So when you get in their head and you start thinking about that, um, they need people to talk to and they need a support system. So that's something that Alex's Lemonade Stand put into place and they have a really great siblings program. So these kids get to talk to other kids and, you know, it's also some counseling for the parents to say, hey, listen, I know, you know, here's where your tensions is, but just here, do these little things. They help or bring them in on the conversation. Um, just different things that we can do to make sure that these kids are being taken care of. So we're, we're really, we love that. If you can tell, I'm pretty passionate about Alex's Lemonade. Um, and then, you know, we do a lot for our agents. You know, we've had, uh, unfortunately, we've had lots of, uh, you know, tragic things happen and, you know, jumping to to take care of their families. Uh, over COVID, we did um, pizzas to all the agents and we invited all the first responders in and we literally had a train of people going around the office grabbing pizzas. We gave out like, I think it was 600 pizzas that day. Oh. I know it was crazy. Um, and then at Christmas, you know, just doing the handing out of cookies and having Santa Claus outside with a mask on. But, you know, the kids weren't able to go see Santa Claus. So you're just trying to be, uh, you know, just, I don't know, just be a human being and think about what it is people are going through is, is I think what a lot of people forget to do. <laughs> so true. That's awesome. You guys are definitely have a very hands-on approach when it comes to the community service aspect, you know, actually getting your team out there and, you know, helping Kent Crest with that project. And that's awesome what you guys do. Um, and like you said, just remembering that we're all human beings. And I think it means a lot when, you know, your employer and your team puts that first. And, you know, yeah. you're not just your job title. You are a person and we all go through things. So it's really great and meaningful that you take that approach. Thanks. Well, and I just want to, uh, we're coming up on the end, uh, but, you know, touching on the human being side of things, uh, you know, I personally want to thank you. You've been a huge supporter, uh, not only of this organization, but of me personally. Uh, you know, those of people who know the Chamber's history uh, know you and I <laughs> have quite the history, uh, you know, and I- We went through I, some tough times there, and, yeah, we we came out, and we came out pretty good. <laughs> So I personally thank you. I would not be sitting uh, literally in the chair I am sitting in without uh, your support. Uh, you were at the helm when we made the choice, uh, you know, to put me in the president's seat. Uh, so I cannot thank you enough for your support of me uh, and your confidence in me to, you know, to see this organization through. Uh, you know, and here we are 11 years later. Um, so knock on wood. <laughs> I can't believe it's been 11 <laughs> years. Oh my gosh, 11 years. I know. Oh. Isn't that crazy? I know. It's but you insane. know what? You were the right person. Absolutely the right oh, person. Oh, well, thank you. Time. I wasn't. <laughs> thank you for that. Uh, so any parting words? How can people connect with Keller Williams? How's the best way to find you, your agents? Uh, let us know how they can do that. So our website's up on the screen, um, but you could call the office at 610-792-5900. I will leave you with this parting word. Um, the real estate market right now is crazy. 
Uh, it's something I have not seen in my 30 years of business. Um, there is a lack of inventory. And I know that one of the reasons is that sellers are fearful of putting their home on the market because they don't think they're going to find something. Um, I need them not to think that way. Call me. I'll walk you through why you should not feel that way. Um, we can put clauses in your contract to protect you, uh, but we need to do something to even out this market. We've got to get some inventory out there. We've got to get these buyers in while these interest rates are low. Um, and it is, it's just unprecedented right now. Homes are selling, you know, the average sale price in Montgomery County went up over $60,000. That is something that usually takes 20, 30 years to happen. Um, it's, it's interesting too, because we're not going to have that big drop off like we did back in 06, 07, where the market just was like, oh my gosh, what just happened? Um, there will be a gradual drop off in the, in the, in the inflation of these homes, uh, but it won't be drastic. So it is a good time. It's such a good time to sell your home right now. And it really is a good time to buy a home because interest rates are historically mm -hmm. low. You may pay a little more, but over the course of that 30 years, you will come out a winner. I promise you that. So call me, I'll talk you through it. I'll get you to figure it out. We're going to be doing a bunch of seller seminars. So watch our website for those too. Great. Thank you, Therese. It was great to see you. I uh, hope to see you next time in person. Yes. Uh, in a social environment. With a big this hug. Is, <laughs> this is social, exactly. But this is a different kind of social. So I'm waiting for our next uh, in-person uh, meetup. So Awesome. But thank you so much for your time today. It was great to yeah, have thank you. you. Thank you, ladies. And I just want to take a moment and again, thank Therese, whose company is an MVP. The Mission and Vision Partners are up on our screen again. Uh, we appreciate their support. Uh, we appreciate your support. We hope you will join us for our next show. We will not be on uh, on Wednesday of this week, but we will have our next show on Monday the 22nd. So we look forward to seeing you there. And I am signing off for now. Have a great afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. Please like, turn on notifications, subscribe or share. Want to be a guest? Email podcast at tricountyareachamber.com.